Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Welcome, everybody, to my independence report. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to a, um, a a show that is put on by in part by Tracy Lamori, and she is um, has a media company in Canada, and she's been on the show. And all three guests today are going to be from her stable of people that she works with. Uh, we have Rosemary in this hour, and then we have. Oh, dare I say it? Somebody with a from a pot shop in the next hour, and then a real estate agent after <laughs> that. So, so we've got lots of folks for you to um, um, participate with. And I have to tell you, this this guest this hour is an international story of of intrigue and and unfortunately death and um, abduction and bad things, but somebody had the intestinal fortitude to come out of this alive and well and kicking and and her name and I'm going to massacre the last name you can guarantee it her name is Rosemary Mumpabwe oh Mumpabwa actually <laughs> Thank is that you. correct yes Mumpabwa <laughs> um, very good and you originally are from Zimbabwe correct and you are residing in Canada now, which uh, thank God for that. And, and and Canada is one of my favorite countries. That's not the United. Well, I can't say that anymore. I like Canada. <laughs> and in in any event, uh, let's talk about Rosemary. Uh, your story is really really incredible. Let's first of all uh, start with um, your youth. Uh, you were born and raised in Zimbabwe. And um, what's life like there for a little girl in Zimbabwe? Uh, life was tough. We were not very rich. My dad worked, but my mom was a peasant farmer in the village. So I grew up with, uh, I started off living with my dad until I was in third grade. And then I decided to move to the village to where my mom was residing. So I grew up as a village girl, running to school barefooted, coming home and sleeping on the floor, playing with dirt day and night, and taking a bath in the river. It was fun. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, aren't there aren't there like uh, things that'll hurt you in the river? No. Oh well, that's good news. You know, you could see snakes swimming downstream 
as long as you don't touch it, it will just continue its journey. But it was very rare to see a snake in the river, though. Oh, very good. So you lived in Zimbabwe growing up. How old were you when you either left? I think I think at, at one point in there you were abducted. Is that is that correct? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, my my married last name means abducted. Oh my! Did he? Yeah. <laughs> did the abductor name you that? No, I just inherited the name from my husband because my maiden name is Maponga. But when I got married, uh, I, you know, I took over his name and I haven't changed his, his, his last name. I'm still stuck with Mpambla until probably when I remarry, then I will change the name. But, you know, I've just been so comfortable with the name and I didn't find any use to change it because all my documents, all my credentials are under Mpambra. So, and changing that was, was going to cost me a lot of money and a lot of energy. And I thought, you know what, it's okay. I can just keep the name. And yeah. how old were you when you were married slash abducted? Uh, I was 27 when I married my my late husband and I was back in Zimbabwe and um, a year after we got married we went to the UK for university for three years. Uh, we came back and both of us were college lecturers at the same college. So I was the college lecturer for almost 13 years before uh, my husband passed away. I was looking at your resume and yep. your resume is uh, well here let me uh uh you know i do some some research on all my guests before you come on and this one took a while to get through so let me work on this for just a second uh you are a, a, a mother of three you're an author a speaker you were a fashion model when you were younger yes. a former college lecturer for 13 years you have a degree in human resources a diploma in college education from the uk a diploma in social work a diploma in uh, business administration a degree in sociology from from a university in canada and because of your love for real people, you also became a certified life trans transformation and relationship coach, as well as a retreat leader. When do you ever sleep? <laughs> that is amazing to me. You've been you've been you've been going to school. You, you know, it's like a mother that's had like ten or fourteen kids. You go like she's been in diapers for twenty years. You were in school for twenty years. I was and have been, and I never stopped learning. I know well, I'm actually on another program right now. You know, uh, learning just uh, keeps me alive. <laughs> and, and you're 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 studying for your doctorate right now, are you not? Yes. <laughs> well, that that is just that's just uh, unbelievable. You know, because. There had to be a point in time, and I know in your bio it says there was, but but uh, there had to be a point in time when you felt everything was dark and was closing in on you, and things weren't going well, and you were kind of depressed. And and uh, is is that is that true? Did I read that correctly? Yes, there was. Um, when I lost my husband, 
I lost my husband in my mid thirties, no late thirties. My youngest child was only five years old and I found myself a single mom of three children. I dropped from three incomes to one income. Before my husband passed away, he had an engineering business as well as a lecturer. So we had three incomes coming into the house. So when he passed away, you can imagine the blow on my financial status and that for my children. Oh, that would have been horrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. But I had to find means and ways of trying to sustain my children's lives. So I went into dressmaking because before I was a fashion model before I met my husband. But when I got married back then, you know, you couldn't be a fashion model as well as a, a mom and a wife. So I had to hang that in the closet somewhere. But when he died, I had to go back to the fashion industry and started dressmaking on a serious note this time. So after uh, every day when I would finish school, lecturing at the college, in the evening when I come home, I would be sitting on my sewing machine, sewing until 12 or one in the morning, making outfits, making wedding dresses. And my son, then he was nine years old. He learned how to ride the bike and he learned to deliver all these orders and collecting money and bringing it home. So he was my credit collector. <laughs> how, how old the child was this that was doing this? He was 10 when he started. <laughs> oh, what a, what a, you give that kid a hug for me, would you? What a wonderful child he was, is. I will, I will, thank you. But now, you know, He's an entrepreneur. He's a, city, uh, a cereal restaurant owner here in Calgary. Now he employs a lot of people under him because of the experience of him riding a bike, delivering orders and picking up, you know, all the money that was uh, to be used for his welfare and his siblings' welfare. So he uh, grew up with, uh, you know, business mindset. A couple things. First of all, um, I've been in the restaurant business. It's a hard business, but if you're good, you can make some good money at it. And the, and the second thing is, I now understand why your husband abducted the fashion model uh, <laughs> because, because he couldn't find one that was pretty enough other, other, any other way, probably. Yeah, you couldn't. And so he had to abduct me. <laughs> Well, and uh, and that take that takes us up to your mid thirty. And so, when did you migrate to Canada? I migrated to uh, to North America actually in two thousand and three, and then uh, moved to Canada in two thousand and six. There was an exchange program between the U.S. and Canada uh, in two thousand and six for for professional people, professionals, and that's how I managed to. Uh, to migrate into Canada. And I'd just like to remind everybody, not that this is a political show, but the, uh, but people like, uh, like um, um, Rosemary that migrated to this country and who are able to give back in a big way to this country, 
for those who would like to deny them entry into this country, I think that you need to rethink your position. Uh, that's all I'm. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but uh, Rosemary, it's it's wonderful that you made it over to the United States and then to Canada because I kind of consider us brothers and sisters and kind of real close to being all one. Um, we we're, we're a little. We are the eccentric uncle to the south of where you guys are, and uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to clean ourselves up a little bit and trying to become a little bit more a little bit more normal <laughs> uh, yeah that's true so now tell us you've written now you're an author and you've written three books i come yeah. to understand yes and you also are a therapist yes i am and what kind of therapy do you do i do reiki I work with your energy to remove all the trapped emotions and heal you from your pain of the past. You could have some muscle aches, you could have sleepless nights, you could be having um, some effects from trauma that you could have experienced. A lot of people have gone for um, therapy using uh, psychology, psychology. But that hasn't worked. Most of people, you know, uh, end up on my lap and I talk to them, find out how they've been uh, living their life past their trauma. And then I use what I call um, effective freedom technique, where I go back to their lives, down to their childhood and dig deep down to the root of the problem, why they cannot heal a headache, for example, why they cannot heal uh, from their trauma. A lot of people, when they go through divorce, for example, there's a lot of things that happen, and then you end up with lots of high blood pressure, you can't sleep, you can't even get into a relationship because of the things that happened through the divorce process. And then you get stuck in a mindset where you are always thinking you are the victim all the time. But it's all because of those trapped emotions that you have. For example, a person, you can go through an accident. The effects of that accident can remain stuck in you to a point where you cannot function. You can drive your own car because you are so petrified to get into a car. I was like that because I was in a car accident in 2013 and the scene of the accident used to ah, to send me up the wall. I would be so scared. I would start shivering every time I approached that intersection. But when I started learning about Reiki, started learning about how the energy works, how everybody's created and surrounded by energy, I realized that I had so many trapped emotions and going through widowhood as well. You know, I went through widowhood. I went through um, being an immigrant and a single mom. It was tough. And all those emotions had gotten to a point where they had crippled my life. I couldn't see anything further than my pain. And um, the world is struggling right now. 
we have the pandemic, for example. People are suffering from the effects of the pandemic and all that can really affect the way you think, the way you sleep, even the way you walk. You know, I had a lady that I was working with. She was walking around with a hunch. And when I first saw her, I knew exactly what was going on before she even told me. Because I also have this gift of intuition. I can see things that people, no more people cannot see. So this is how I, I also heal people. <laughs> Very cool. When did you discover the concept of energy? Uh, I discovered it about four years ago, actually, because I was really going through a tough time in my life. Uh, my mom had been uh, diagnosed with, with cancer. And I was just uh, in this whirlwind of pain. I could not just understand why my world kept on crashing around me. And after she passed away, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat, I couldn't think. I had all these muscle aches. You know, I was going for chiropractor, I was going for massage, I was going for therapy. That didn't work until I came across uh, one of the therapists that I work with. And she said, why don't you try to go for Reiki? And then when I went for the first session, this lady is like, wow you have so much energy around you do you know that you are a healer i'm like no i just <laughs> you know it's because of all these trapped emotions that you have you have been blocking your gifts and i'm like wow i didn't even know that i had that gift so after i worked with you for three or four sessions that's when I discovered that, oh, wow, I have that gift, too. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things, you know, you go to, no, I don't have the gift, and that's why I'm here for you to heal me. Yeah. If I, had the, if I had the gift, I'd heal myself. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, well, you are supposed to be healing me. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> So do you remember in your past, um, your, 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 I know you, you know, your grandmother, but other relatives, did anybody else have the gift of, uh, intuition and, uh, that in, in your past that you're aware of? Mm, not really, except, uh, my great, great grandfather, uh, from my mother's side. Uh, my mom used to tell me that, um, this grandfather had had a gift in dreams. He could dream things that were way in the future and be able to uh, explain what they meant. So that's the only person that that um, I knew had that gift. But otherwise, uh, around me, nobody had a gift of healing or even intuition, except, you know, um, as a mom. Every mom has a gift of intuition. Yes, they do, darn it. My mom did. Um, but I wanted to ask you, too, is that uh, um, in the world that you now work in, 
Mm-hmm. And and with with the energy world and understanding that and understanding the healing process that takes place, you're you've incorporated that into your your workspace, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. So what I do now is um, when people call for uh, a free session, while I'm even talking to them after I say my little prayer so that I can connect with their energy. While they're telling me about their story, their life story, I can actually even go deep down on my own on what exactly happened. And so sometimes people will will just scratch the top of it. And then when they are finished telling me their story, I will tell them, well, there is more to your story. Do you? That they can't even remember. Yeah. And sometimes they can't even remember. But then when they go home, they will call me and say, you know what? What you said yesterday, I just remembered. This is what happened. And um, when people, for example, if you have been widowed, we have these soul ties that continue to connect us to our late husbands, to our late uh, family members, for example, when you are divorced as well. You still have these soul ties. And most of them, you cannot break them on your own unless if you know how to, uh, to do a breaking the code ceremony. But going through Reiki, that can help you to break all these soul ties. You have heard of women or men that are so obsessive with their ex that they start stalking them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm 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 really hopeful that that my ties are cut. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty darn sure that we're not going to get you know that I don't have any desire to to uh, hang out with her anymore. But you know that's you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, but I understand that that people get connected, and it's like the. I kind of equate it, and tell me if you agree with me, Rosemary. Is that uh, when you are a baby and you are clean and you are fresh and yeah. your energy is pure, and as you go along and you pick up negativity from different people past episodes, things that happen to you over life, you tend to get uh, bogged down with negative energy and, and that affects your, your spirit. It affects your, your ability to really function at the highest level. And until somebody comes in and clears out some of the negativity that you have accumulated over time that is kind of sticking to you um, and isn't allowing you to live the life that you would choose to live, that's where you come in, right? That's where I come in. Yeah, that's where I come in. And, uh, you know, sometimes as caregivers, for example, you're a caregiver. Everybody's a caregiver of some sort. You take care of your children. Your children come home and they bring negative energy from their friends. You take care of people in the hospital. You take care of people on the bus if you're a bus driver. You are carrying people's energy. And if there's people that are going through struggles in their lives that are going through addiction that have been traumatized in their life as soon as they come into your energy space you carry that energy 
you know, uh, that shared trauma, what they are suffering from, as soon as they connect to you, you can carry that. And it's called vicarious trauma. And it's like a snowball. It rolls around and you create all these ripple effects. And a lot of people uh, struggle in relationships after they've uh, been widowed or divorced or even uh, had a heartbreak. It's all because of all the negative energies that you have carried from previous relationships. And you create all these self-limiting beliefs that, you know, I'll never find love again. It's all because it's in your mind, because there's bad energy that's surrounding your mindset right now. And to clear that, that's where I come in. I have a session with you. I will let you know that you have so many trapped emotions. And if you agree to let them go, then we let them go. I will help you to let them go. And before you know it, you'll be sleeping like a baby. <laughs> well, and, and because it's energy, as, and energy is universal, you don't have to be in the same room with somebody, do you? Not really. Not necessarily. I can connect with you wherever you are. But I have to get permission from you to do it. And you have to be willing to do it. Because if you are not willing, I won't be able to connect with your energy. Right, right. Yeah. That's kind of a fail-safe to say that we have. Is one of the books that you're going to write about how to um, avoid negative energy? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be on how to use energy to heal your life. Oh, uh, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up. There's a gentleman that I knew and interviewed in way back in 2003. His name was Michael Starantano, and he was an energy healer out of Las Vegas. Wow. And he had the ability to uh, heal people uh, from, from long distances uh, because what he would do is he would um, uh, get a picture of in his mind of them, get their permission, and then he was able to uh, to work with them. He's unfortunately since passed. He passed away in in 2013. But but his his podcast is still up in on my uh, my independence report, and it gets views and and likes because of what he did. Because energy is such a fundamental property that we all are that it can affect all of us in such profound ways. Yes. Yeah, and most of the times we don't know what we carry. No. Until life brings you to your knees. That's when you start, you know, looking for answers. Exactly. Let's let's talk about your first book. Um while while I got you here and you wrote this book um which is um Well, and I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking for the name of your book right now, but yeah, it's called Hume or Heal, a widow's memoir getting her groove back. That's now exhume or heal. Was that what does that mean? Exhume? Does that mean die or is that <laughs> yeah, the title um means that uh do you want to exhume your problems? Ah uh... your past. Or do you want to heal from it and move forward? 
So for me, it was like, do I want to exhume my dead husband and the problems that, that surrounded his death and what happened after he died? Or do I want to heal from that, learn from that experience and move forward in my life? I imagine that you chose to move forward in your life because then you got all all the education in the world and and you're 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 doing really well today. So that which is just awesome. Um, now, what are the second and third books going to be about again? Um, so the second book is already published. It's also on Amazon. It's a handbook uh, to the first book. It's also called Exumo Hill Handbook. So. When you finish reading the first book, you buy the handbook because there's a lot of healing therapies in the first book. There's a lot of tips on what to do in order to find healing. And if you decide to go dating, to, to go back into the dating scene, then there's also a lot of tips on how to date smart, how to be a love magnet, how to even if a guy is into you or not. <laughs> I want to know how to be a love magnet. That's what I want to know. All first the book, then you can be a love magnet. All <laughs> well, you know, someone like me, I was married for 24 years. I've had multiple girlfriends. I just don't see the need at this point in time. Well, never say never, Kevin, in life. That's what I, I used to say, because I thought, you know what, I will never be able to do this, I'll, but never say never in life, because life is a journey. It's a puzzle. Well, you know, unless I, unless I find a, a fashion model who I can abduct, um, no, wait, that's not right. I, I shouldn't say that, didn't even think that. But that's what happened to you, so I just brought that up uh, again. But uh, by the way, we're talking with Rosemary Wupabwa. Yes. Oh, I did it. I'm so proud of myself. And she's, she's an author. She, she is, is, you know, by the way, I, I need to tell you, you have a wonderful smile. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and your energy. Now, did you find when you started doing Reiki, and started to work with energy. Did you find that your own energy got cleared and, uh, and, and, and you're doing a lot better? Yes. I found out that uh, um, once my energy got cleared, I discovered all these gifts that I never thought I had. Now I discovered that I'm an author too. I didn't know that I could write a book and publish a book. And now I'm going on to my third, and I'm already working on my fourth book. I didn't know that I could speak. You know, I didn't know that I could even coach people on how to find love again. All these gifts were all trapped in my, in my bad energy. And I've also learned that um, for good things to come your way, you have good energy around you positive energy because what you send into the universe is what you will get i agree with that wholeheartedly now i've been told 
off and on over the course of my, because uh, I've worked with a lot of people that work with Reiki and work with energy and are psychics and mediums and and liars and lions and tigers and bears oh my and and lots of lots of different folks and they tell me that my energy is not bad. Can you look at me and tell me if my energy is okay? Your energy is not bad, Kevin. <laughs> You should never use the word never. I well one of one of the well, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what, one of these days if I if I meet a beauty queen and 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 stuff, but you know, I, I'm I'm actually doing uh, doing these podcasts and and with my independence report, I just love what I'm doing. I love to talk to people like you because you are actively working to honest to goodness make a positive difference in the world yes. one person at a time and that is so cool <laughs> thank you so much kevin thank what are your kids doing these days what am i doing these days no no what are your kids doing i know you've got one that's in the restaurant business what are the other two doing yeah the eldest is an rn so she's a case manager with the um regional health program here in in alberta she works for Albert Health Services, but she also has uh, uh, two two gigs that she runs on the side. She sells hair, and she also teaches CPR. So she has three things going her way. Youngest daughter is a shoe designer. She owns a shoe line called Celine Rose, and the Rose part of it is my name. So I have three entrepreneurs in my house. <laughs> I tell you what, you, you know, when you think about it and from where you have come from, from the from the the walking into your house in the dirt floor of Zimbabwe when you were a little girl and then dealing with all of that. And then you brought three kids up. Tell us about there was a period of time when you were separated from them, wasn't there? Yes, there was. Um after I lost my husband in 2000, um, two years later, my dad passed away. I felt like the bottom of my life, it just, it just fell off. I was nose diving into a place that I didn't know. Uh, the situation demanded me to leave the country because I felt like, you know, the shoulder that I had to lean on has been taken away from me again. And my dad had been my biggest support because he had actually moved in with me to help me take care of the children. My children were still young, so I needed somebody to pick them up from school while I was at work to take them to their extracurricular activities while I was either on my sewing machine trying to make extra money so that I could support my children. When he passed away, I had to leave my country, Zimbabwe, and I, I went to North America. I tried to get uh, my children over when I was in the States, but I couldn't do it. The immigration process there was just so tough. Um, and then there was this exchange program with the US and Canada, and Zimbabwe fell into that category. And that's how I came into Canada. So six years later, I managed to 
get reunited with my children. So I lost six six years of my children's lives because I was just in 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 between countries and immigration processes. But we got reunited. So let me understand this. You came to the United States mm -hmm. and they and then said, by the way, I'm mother of three children. I would like to bring my three children over. And they said no. Yes. I spent a lot of money, over 15000 just trying to go through the immigration process to bring my children over. And it just couldn't happen. So, so did they did they give you a reason why that why they uh, the laws are written that way? Well, they say that um, my case wasn't valid enough. Your <laughs> you know, there are times I just Rosemary, I just have to shake my head in shame and say I am so sorry that uh, such a beautiful woman like you, three kids that are entrepreneurs that are working hard at making a difference in the world and are doing some great stuff, and they're not uh, a uh, liability to anybody. They're not sitting around on on welfare, and they're 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 working hard to get what they need to get done done. And we we said, no, nope, you you know we don't want to have you over here. It's 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 depressing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, it was tough, but you know what can you do when they say this? And yeah, I had to move on. You did the right thing. You got the hell out of the United States and into a welcoming country like Canada. Yes, and and I, God, that makes me angry. Um, so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry on behalf of my country. Um, but but I am so proud of you now that I know you and would like to call you friend. I'm proud of you that that you are who you are, that you've persevered over all of this stuff that you've had to deal with in your life and are working to help people mm -hmm. live life a little better. That's yeah. just awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. So you now the first book that you that you have out, which is Exume or Oh Heal. Getting a groove back, and uh, how's that book doing for you? It's doing great. It's doing great. Uh, a lot of people always ask me, "Is this book just for widows?" No, this book is not just um, for widows. Although the main story there is about a widow going through all these adversaries in her life, the ups and downs of life after the loss of a husband, but the message there is how to be resilient and to never give up on your life, to pick up the pieces using the little energy that's left in you and to thrive after all that adversity. My story starts when I met my husband. I was single, beautiful, tall lady, was a model. I got married to my husband, my modeling career fell into a, into a closet somewhere. We started a family. And when I said I do, the day I married my husband, I thought I was going to be together with my husband for life. But life is never promised. Tomorrow is never promised. Life is a gift. My life um, 
my married life ended 12 years after I was married to my husband and my husband was taken away from me. But here I am today. If I had decided to continue crying about the death of my husband, having been robbed, you know, the pleasure of having a partner to raise our children, I wouldn't be here, Kevin, talking to you. But I decided to use my pain so that I could educate other women. Right now, my book, uh, a lot of pastors are using my book because they read that to their congregation. Those widows that are about to give up on living, on life, on their children or on themselves and say, look at this widow. She was where you are. But look at her now. You can use your pain to change your world and other people's world too. Giving up in my life was not an option and it will never be an option. And every time when I'm speaking in women's conferences, that's my message. Healing is a choice. It's up to you. You can waste millions and millions of dollars going for therapy. But as long as your mind is not set up to heal, you will never heal. As long as you continue throwing pity parties and feeling sorry for yourself, your life will remain the same or it will get worse. So that's how my book is transforming people's lives. It's giving them a message of hope, a message of resilience that, you know what, it doesn't matter where you've been. Your past does not determine your future. And your past is supposed to be a lesson to you. You should learn from what happened to you in the past. And that should be your springboard to spring into the future. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I wish I had said that. <laughs> there are, you know, there are uh, um, there are things that that happen in life. I'm a firm believer that sometimes things happen by divine design, mm -hmm. even though it can be unpleasant. Even yeah. though your husband could have had could have checked out, yeah. that may have been some sort of a contract that you and he had uh, prior to to send you to to teach you how to fly, to yeah. fly on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I wish, you know, when when you get married, when you are at the altar, I wish you would be given an expiration date to your marriage. But <laughs> expiration date. So, so, so do I. It would have saved me a whole hell of a lot of trouble. That's, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but when you are standing there at the altar, you innocently say, you know, until death do us part. Yeah, like they mean that. <laughs> well, in your case, it, it, it came it came true that way. But but in, in, in it used to be years ago that that the vows were taken seriously. Uh, the vows are not taken seriously in, no, in most not, cases anymore. Yeah, not anymore. You know, people are now, just you until know. death do us part, unless. I decide I want to do something else unless I meet somebody else, unless, you know, all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's life. You know, I've learned that life is a journey. Yes, it, it is. 
on it because it's full of surprises. You know, today it's raining, tomorrow it's windy, in an hour's time the sun shines. So that's life. And, be like that. And it makes it a lot of fun. If if you if you view it from a positive lens, it can be a, you know it, it can be like you're on the edge of your chair going, gosh, what's going to happen next? Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's like when uh, when you jump onto a plane, right? Yeah, anything can happen when you are mid air. Oh, I <laughs> I know. I often think about that as I when I used to fly for a living, uh, I was a traveling salesman, and, and uh, every time I got in the airplane, it's like, oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Statistically, it's going to be fine. But you know, the people who die in an airplane plane crash crash, mm -hmm. they aren't thinking about the statistics. They're not thinking. Well, you know, I should be okay because because they're now crashing. Crashing. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. so Life, you know, you get onto your plane with the hope that you'll get your destination, but you never know what happens mid-air. That's right. That's right. We've been talking with Rosemary Mupabwa. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Hey. Better, Kevin. <laughs> I, I, I am going to. Maybe I should go to Kenya with my friend. No, I'm not going to do that. So anyway, um, but we've been talking with her. She's, of course, an author. She's a Reiki master. Are you, a, you are a Reiki master, yes? Yes, I am. Yes, I and am. You also use your, your Reiki in a little bit different form than the traditional Reiki, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So so what you need to do is contact her. Now there's a specific form that you you mentioned before. The, the EF uh is that EFT? Yeah. And what does that mean again? Effective freedom technique. I've heard of that before. That 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 is um somebody else was using said they used that and they said it was extraordinarily helpful in their practice. Yes, it is. It's very effective. Because it opens up all these emotions and doors that you think were closed. Oh, very good. Next time you're on the show, we need to talk about that. Can we do that? Yes, we can, for sure. <laughs> and and, you're, and when your fourth book comes... Yeah. Sure. Oh... <clears throat> I'm on the phone. Okay. Kevin, Kevin. Oh. 